0: You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV 2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. Hey, welcome to the Baby Your Baby podcast. I'm Holly Menino, your host for this podcast. We are so lucky to be joined by Dr. Corey Rude. He is a child abuse pediatrician with the University of Utah School of Medicine and Primary Children's Hospital. So, Dr. Rude, first of all, thank you so much for joining yeah. us today. Absolutely. We're talking about a topic a lot of people don't like to talk about. It's it's difficult to talk about, and we do understand that we might have some listeners that might have sustained some of this abuse. And so, of course, we want to just say, you know, we are sorry if this brings up any feelings um, of past trauma, we do, of course, encourage you to seek any kind of medical advice and help. Um, but we do have a doctor with us that is an expert in this and will definitely give us um, some new light into the topic. And also, we're working to help prevent this kind of abuse too. So, child abuse is something we do not talk much about, but we need to talk about it in order to stop it. And April is Child Abuse Prevention Month, but every month should be Child Abuse Prevention Month. So, Dr. Rood, let's start with reporting. What are some signs we should be looking for?
1: Well, child child abuse and neglect come in in multiple forms, right? Um, so there may be physical abuse, uh, so that could be bruises or injuries that are concerning or, or unexplained. Uh, sexual abuse if a child comes forward and says something uh, that that happened to them or that they witnessed, and then maybe neglect, right? A child that. Uh, or children that don't have everything they need to thrive, those are some of the more prevalent signs of what we should be looking for with regards to child abuse and child maltreatment.
0: What about emotional abuse?
1: Emotional abuse uh, can be far more subtle, right? Mm -hmm. It's a a child who may have significant behavior changes, Mm -hmm. may have been an outgoing child and now is incredibly reserved and, and is Um, not that outgoing self that they used to be. So far more subtle, but it does present in behavioral and emotional changes that a person may clue into.
0: Mm -hmm. So there's really a lot to look for. And one of the things that we were mentioning before we started is really see something, say something.
1: Correct. The most effective thing we can do as parents, as community is when we see something that concerns us, that we say something. And that can be an anonymous call to law enforcement or Child Protective Services. Um, Many people do feel a hesitancy to say something directly to a parent or caregiver. Uh, And so this gives them a way to anonymously make a call to an agency who can better investigate their concern.
0: So we're gonna be talking a lot about see something, say something during this podcast. So if you hear it again, we're meaning to be repetitive. We want you to hear this message loud and clear. Who are abusers?
1: Abusers are anyone, really. Um, We need to think specifically about family members and those people who care for children. So, you know, unfortunately it could be someone at a daycare or someone who provides for children, Um, and maybe a family member. Uh, a parent, uh, it could be a stranger. Um, so when we think about who who are abusers, there isn't a specific stereotype that that labels one person an abuser more than another.
0: Yeah, it can be anybody. Right. What kind of questions should we be asking our children, especially if they are in a daycare setting, if they're with family members where we're not directly watching them? Are there questions or education we should be sharing with our children as we kind of let them go into these settings without us?
1: Well I think before we can even ask them questions we really need to educate our kids right about what you know what is appropriate with their bodies and what's not, mm-hmm. um, body safety, um, talk to them about you know injuries and, and bullying and when we've laid that foundation of those conversations, then checking in with them periodically, or even daily, and saying how was, how was school, how was daycare, how was your visit with mom, dad, or a relative, opening that door to those conversations will allow them to disclose an injury or an abuse if that were to occur. Um, so they'll be able to recognize it and feel comfortable enough to come forward and say something themselves.
0: Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna open up just Mm -hmm. a little bit and just share a story with you quickly and and tell you kind of what I've done with my kids is, at a very young age, I talk to them about private parts Mm -hmm. and that we don't let anybody touch us in our private parts. um, Just so that they are aware that that area belongs to them and no one needs to go there. And so that if someone does, They come to me and tell me. Right. Is that what you would recommend other parents do? Obviously, in their own words.
1: Yeah. It's very appropriate. And helping them understand that we don't keep secrets, Mm -hmm. right? So allowing them permission to... If they're told they have to keep a secret, that they can break that secret and come to a trusted Mm -hmm. adult and tell them what has happened. And another great conversation point with kids is the flip side of the coin: we don't let anybody touch our private parts as kids. We also don't touch others, right? That is a great point. So allowing them to understand both sides Mm -hmm. of that of that teaching point.
0: That is a great point. Exactly, what is yours is sacred, but what is someone else's is is sacred too. Okay, talk a little bit about the medical services provided in the case that abuse has happened.
1: Yeah, so up at uh, Primary Children's Hospital, uh, we have the Center for Safe and Healthy Families, and that consists of medical and mental health providers who uh, provide services for any child uh, with suspected abuse or neglect, that could be physical or sexual abuse, Mm Uh, And even we have services for emotional abuse as well. So we have mental health therapy that's trauma focused for all of these kids. That's at Primary Children's Hospital. But we also are spread across the state at our children's justice centers. So our children's justice centers um, are a collaboration between Primary Children's Hospital and the Attorney General's office. And we have services, medical and mental health services at those locations or we have uh, partnered with local mental health services
0: as well what can a parent expect when having to report abuse talk about the phone call and then talk about the evaluation
1: so the phone call is much less intimidating than many people believe Mm -hmm. it's it's straightforward so if you're calling Child Protective Services the number is Mm 855-323-3237 it can be anonymous and the person on the other end is simply taking information They're not going to judge you for the quantity of information you have. It is simply, I'm going to give this person on the other end of the line as much opportunity to tell me all that they're concerned about. Mm -hmm. Child Protective Services then takes that information and gives it to a caseworker who will then potentially begin an investigation or will reach out to the family or the daycare or wherever the concern is. Law enforcement, we all know that we can make a call into law enforcement if it's something that's immediate or urgent and we need an
0: immediate response. Mm -hmm. Okay, so after the call is made, talk about an evaluation. What can parents expect if they do have to bring their child in for an evaluation?
1: So the evaluation is just like a a visit to your primary care provider, right? So we're going to get a basic history of what's your concern. We'll meet with the caregivers separate from the kids and really let them express their concern outside of the presence of the child. Um, We will get a general medical history like you do at your general Mm -hmm. pediatric clinic and then we will do a head-to-toe physical exam Um, and at the end we will wrap up with potentially additional labs or additional x-rays or images that we want to do And then we will discuss what what we've found in in our next steps and referrals. So it's much like you'd expect at a a general medical clinic for your kids.
0: And we do know that after a child has unfortunately been abused, many deal with post-traumatic stress disorder or other mental health problems, including sexualized behavior and aggression. There's a lot of treatment if they are experiencing that too. Talk about some of the issues they might deal with And how those can be treated
1: yeah so trauma can manifest as as many different symptoms and behaviors in kids of all ages and you know it the the level of trauma that we may judge to be you know severe or minute doesn't necessarily dictate the the forms of the behavior changes or how much trauma post-traumatic stress there is so We, therefore, provide trauma-focused therapy services for any of the kids who have been victims uh, or survivors of abuse or neglect because it's difficult to know how much that has affected them. Mm -hmm. So these services are provided up at Primary Children's. They're provided by various providers across the state who are trauma-trained, and they will try to get to the bottom of how much trauma symptom do these kids have before they then begin a um, a treatment
0: modality, and obviously every mm-hmm. child is different, and every Absolutely. child will respond different and have different symptoms, trauma from what has happened to That's them. That's correct.
1: Yeah. I mean, it can be, we we have kids as young as three and four, and we have kids as old as 16 and 17, and it's difficult to know exactly how their trauma will manifest until they come in, and we're better able to do a very systematic trauma assessment. Mm
0: -hmm. So again, we just want to remind all of our listeners that we're talking about child abuse, and we're talking about child abuse prevention right now, Really, if you see something, say something. That's what Dr. Root is telling us right now. That's the main thing. If you see something, say something. How do we stop the cycle of abuse, Mm -hmm. and especially a cycle of abuse that we see passed down from family members to family members to family members because it's what they know?
1: It does. Unfortunately, Uh, the best way in which we can prevent that cycle or prevent future abuse is by acting on what we see now, Mm -hmm. right? Because if we call and we report what we have a concern about those agencies are able to therefore reach out to the family and it might be that they just need to provide that family with some resources so that they are better equipped to care for all of their children and that in itself can help prevent future neglect and abuse so by reporting we are making a huge step in preventing future abuse and neglect And listening to a podcast like this, right? Educating ourselves on what this looks like, what we can do, and how we can talk to our kids is also a a significant step in in prevention.
0: And I like how one of the talking points that was shared with us was, you know, kind of talking about the number of children who die of child abuse is about the same number of kids who die of cancer in a year. What's the difference though?
1: The difference is child abuse is, one hundred percent preventable. Right, and we want to prevent and treat cancer as well. Of course, um, we we know that we can prevent child maltreatment, and it's simply a matter of, of acting,
0: education. And if you see something, say something. Absolutely. All right, Dr. Rude, before we wrap up, what resources should we share with our listeners, share with our parents? What what links should we give them or, or additional resources should we share with them? So they
1: can find the Center for Safe and Healthy Families uh, on our website. Uh, they can go to Primary Children's Hospital mm-hmm. and then there are links there to Safe and Healthy Families. Understanding that they call the call, the number for Child Protective Services is, again, that 855-323-3237. And then we all know law enforcement is 911. They can also look up their local non-emergent dispatcher number if they get online, um, and that can be used if they don't want to activate the 911 call system.
0: We should mention, too, that reporting is anonymous and safe, so you do not need to confront someone that you believe is hurting your child.
1: That's correct. In fact, we would want you to be safe. So if you see someone in a private or public setting and something is happening, and you feel uncomfortable confronting that person, that is okay, Mm -hmm. keep yourself safe, call 911 so that law enforcement can respond in real time.
0: Mm -hmm. A couple statistics I just wanna share real quick. One in five kids will be sexually abused nationwide before the time they turn 18. Last year, there were 10,600 substantiated victims of child abuse in Utah. Correct. And in 2017, 1,720 kids died nationwide. Due to child abuse. That's
1: correct, yeah. In fact, we did the pinwheels up at Primary Children's Hospital, 1,720 of mm-hmm. them to basically reflect that, that unfortunate number. Yeah.
0: Okay, so again, see something, say something. We'll put all of the links on our website and on the podcast so that you can get these. And again, we, we understand that there could be some victims that are listening to this, and we are sensitive to what you've gone through. This is an effort to prevent any future abuse.
1: Absolutely. So Dr.
0: Rood, we want to thank you so much for being here. For, yeah. Thank you for the valuable information. Thanks for having me. Yes, and this is the Baby Your Baby podcast. Thanks for joining us for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic you would like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV 2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.